this episode of the Hockey Docs Podcast, we talk Memorial Cup memories, almost getting shut down by the New York City Electricians Union, and Pete Stemkowski tells us about a super sweaty goalie that almost cost him a championship. Welcome to episode four of the Hockey Dogs podcast. I'm Angela Bell, and I'm here with my husband and partner in crime, Aaron Bell. You always say partner in crime, but I don't think we've actually ever done any criminal things in this, have we? Never. It's just something to say. (laughs) I don't think so It's fun. (laughs) Welcome. Episode number four. We've made it through... (laughs) Three episodes. (laughs) If you're still listening, we're not sure why, but we appreciate it. Episode four, we're pretty excited. Um, we ha- out now is uh, Memorial Cup Memories. It's a six-part series of six teams that have won the Memorial Cup. Yeah, and so we told you earlier episodes that uh, a couple of years ago we went coast-to-coast interviewing a hundred different people that won the Memorial Cup, and we'd put that together as a series of short episodes for uh, for the Canadian Hockey League, and they put those out. But we ended up with so much extra material, and we knew that this would be a really great series, and people were asking for more. Hey, how can I hear more about this? And uh, we, we caught up with so many different people along the way, and it was such a great series. And what we've done now is we've narrowed that down. We've got our first six episodes. We probably added another 10 or 12 episodes that we're going to have coming up down the road. But these first six episodes, I think, will give people a really nice feeling about what it takes to win the Memorial Cup and some of the challenges that some of these teams had gone through. Yeah, it's certainly not easy to win. It's one of the hardest cups to win. Harder than the Stanley Cup, I would say. And Don a lot Cherry of people says, say. Yeah. Don Cherry says the same thing. He, he sure uh, does. He calls it the toughest trophy in hockey to win. A big part of that is because you only have a short window of time. Because a Stanley Cup, for instance, you could play for, you know, you could play pro hockey for 10 or 15 years. And you may be able to start building a group together that could potentially work their way towards winning. You kind of saw that last year with the Washington Capitals. They'd been kind of working their way up, and you, and you do see that pretty frequently. Where with the Memorial Cup, you got a much shorter window. You've got most guys are playing junior for three years. Um, the chances of aligning you know, several good players in at the same time that you can do that, um, it's it's tough to do. And every year somebody wins it, and every year you see some new uh, cool new surprises. So why don't you tell people a little bit about the six teams that we focused in on for this first uh, first season of the Memorial Cup memory? So we're starting with Cornwall Royals from 1980-1981. And we also have the Swift Current Broncos from 1989. The 82 Kitchener Rangers, 2009-2010 Windsor Spitfires, 1997 Hull Olympics, and we have 1987 and 88 Medicine Hat Tigers. So three of those teams won back-to-back Memorial Cup championships. So we just talked about how hard mm-hmm. this thing is to win. And here's three teams that won it twice in a row. And some pretty cool, very interesting stories there. One of the things that really stood out for me, the 2009 Windsor Spitfires, I was working for the Canadian Hockey League at the time and doing the photos and, and went to Ramouski um, to shoot the, shoot the Memorial Cup that year. And what a great tournament to watch. And the, and the Spitfires, they started the tournament 0 2, and then they had to basically win their third game to get a tiebreaker, win a tiebreaker, win the semifinal, win the final. They had to win out to win, and they did it. It was a record breaking kind of thing. And we cover that pretty well in this series. But one of the things that really stood out for me then the, for the Spitfires was the following year. So this is this great team with uh, Ryan Ellis and Taylor Hall and Adam Henrique. And they were just, they had lots of stars and they had made a couple of deals to make sure that they were 
uh, primed to win again. And they actually traded for Philip Grubauer. He was a goaltender for that uh, that year. And I remember in the third round of the OHL playoffs, the Western Conference Final, they're playing the Kitchener Rangers. They were kind of an upstart team, and uh, Jeff Skinner was their star at the time. And I don't remember any, seeing anybody happier about scoring goals than Jeff Skinner. Uh, he was so excited about it every time. He'd jump up in the air and that kind of thing, and it was really exciting. But they got the Spitfires on the ropes early. They got up 3 nothing on them. But I remember walking out of the WFCU Center that night in, in Windsor and saying to Paul, the guy I was working with, that I put even money on Windsor winning this series, even though they were down 3 nothing. You could just see that they just hadn't clicked yet. They just had weird things. Passes weren't hitting. They'd lost the first game in overtime. And so they're going to Kitchener now for game four, must win situation, or they're swept out of the, out right. of the OHL playoffs, right? And sure enough, they win. They win again, they win again, they win again. So they sweep the next four games from Kitchener. They sweep Barry in the finals, and they sweep through the Memorial Cup. So after those three losses in a row, they won 12 straight wow. to close out the season. And just an absolutely incredible run and, and so much fun to see. So then in 2017, Windsor hosted the Memorial Cup, and I actually got the chance to go with you to see that. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, such a great tournament. And again, very different circumstances. Windsor was not the favorite going in. They, they got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, and, and they went on and they won the Memorial Cup. And what an exciting, it was so exciting to be there. It was that. really exciting, yeah. I know the, the boys were there too. They were pretty excited about it. It was neat to see for me uh, Warren Wright and to see him win that Memorial Cup in such a different way than he had won the previous two in 2009-2010. So Warren was a guy who grew up watching the Spitfires. Um, he went on, had a good NHL career, very tough guy, honest player. Um, and then when he came back, I think people were kind of, oh, you know, what's this going to be like? Is, is he going to, what's he going to know about building a hockey team? And I think he really put in the work to become a good general manager. And obviously it paid off big time there when they went, won those back-to-back Memorial Cups in 2009 and 2010. But for me, the 2017 year was so different. Uh, Bob Bugner was gone. He was coaching in the NHL and uh, Rocky Thompson was behind the bench and they had to really build that team. They mm-hmm. made a lot of deals, made a lot of moves to try to make that work. But uh, but that was uh, that was pretty exciting to see. And then I know we got a chance to talk to Warren soon after that for this series. And um, you could tell just the exhaustion. This was even a month after. Yeah, the Cup. You just you could see it in him. He was yeah. just wiped yes he was um he's a really great guy though like really caring he cares about each individual player cares about the community and obviously he's from there so that went away for a while but now he's back and he's really invested in the community and i I think that's really great and I, i just like his he's just genuine right and it just makes for yeah it's just really genuine. <laughs> yeah, and you really got that from the players when we talked to the players yeah. about him, right? They were like, yeah, Warren's kind of hard to say no to. And yeah. uh, we got him to help us kind of line up a couple of interviews. And I remember him calling Adam Henrique's parents. And <laughs> he called his mom <laughs> at the farm. <laughs> called his mom at the farm and said, hey, you know, get Adam to call and and, uh, and put that on. And that was a really cool thing. And um, one of the things I thought was interesting, though, is there's only been three managers that have won three Memorial Cups in the history of the tournament. Matt Layden did it 
with the Oshawa Generals back in the 30s and 40s. And then Bob Brown was the architect of that Kamloops Blazers team that won three in four years. And that was Darcy Tucker. And we're going to have that oh, in an yeah. upcoming uh, upcoming set of episodes for Memorial Cup memories. And Warren joined that group with that Memorial Cup in 2017 and just such an elite group. And, and I thought that was such a... I thought that was such a great story for Warren and for the Ontario Hockey League and and for the Windsor Spitfires, for sure. So speaking of Adam Henrique, we headed down to New Jersey and New York to do some more interviews. That was like kind of the wrap up of our Memorial Cup trip. But, yeah, uh, we had to get down there, and there was a few people that we were interviewing. We w- went to see Greg Jolly. He was in Glens Falls, New York, mm-hmm. and he was at uh, Regina Pat's team. Uh, from 74 and he was a number one overall pick of the Washington Capitals and mm-hmm. kind of neat to get a chance to to meet with him and talk to him and then we headed down to New York and we went to New Jersey and Newark and met Adam Henrique there he was still with the Devils at the time and got to talk to him about his time with the Windsor Spitfires and then we were heading to Madison Square Garden right in the heart of Manhattan oh, New so York cool. City yeah it was such a such a great experience we got a chance to interview Scott Arneal there he was coaching with the Rangers at the time and Steve Sullivan um, and as well, uh, Pete Stimkowski. We're going to come back to him in a little in a minute. Yeah, going to Madison Square Garden was pretty pretty exciting. Pretty pumped about doing that. They were really great. Mm-hmm. Um, organized to get a room for us and everything, and uh, that we could do our interviews in and stuff. But I remember walking around Times Square the night before, just soaking in the atmosphere, and we get a message from Madison Square Garden, and they're asking about our lights and uh, how long we need an electrician for. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise for us. Basically, the idea was that uh, the union rules were if you were going to use electricity for anything, you'd have to have a union electrician on on site. So we were able to kind of explain now we know it's all just battery lights on the cameras, um, very simple setup. So we were able to get around that, but yeah. caused for a couple of anxious moments for yeah. sure. Uh, great opportunity there. And one of the people that we got to meet when we were there was Pete Stimkowski. And Pete is, uh, you know, played, played in the National Hockey League for a long time in the 70s. And so Stimkowski won the Stanley Cup with the Toronto Maple Leafs in 67. And then he went on and played with the New York Rangers. He's probably best remembered there for scoring two overtime goals in the semifinals against the Chicago Blackhawks in the 1971 Stanley Cup Finals. He'd also won the Memorial Cup in 1964 with the Toronto Marlies. He centered that great line with Ron Ellis and Wayne Carlton. They were like one of the top lines in junior hockey. And he had a couple of funny stories for us while we were there. Gary Suitgay-Smith was, uh, was our goalie. Um, he came out of St. Mike's, and uh, the thing I remember of Gary, Gary went on to have a, a very good professional career. But what Gary Smith would do between periods, he, he sweats so much that he would take all his gear off. Take it all off. He'd be sitting there naked in the locker room in a wait to change, and between you'd get a five-minute warning, warning to go on the ice, and you'd get a three-minute warning. Well, at three minutes, he'd start getting dressed. And then a one-minute warning means you better head onto the ice and I, I can't remember how many times you got the knock on the door from the linesman. Are you guys coming out or not? Because, you know, the goalie leads the way onto the ice and he's half dressed. <laughs> so I'm saying, we're going to get a delay of the, you know, delay of the game penalty kind of thing. Yeah, but that worked out okay because they ended up winning the Memorial Cup anyway. So. Yeah, another great story from uh, yeah. back from the 1964 Toronto Marlies. Uh, so I have a question though. Yeah. Why did they call him Suitcase? Oh, Gary Suitcase Smith. Well, yeah. he. He was a goalie that 
traveled a lot. Oh. <laughs> he got traded around. I think there was one year where he was signed to the Maple Leafs, but I think he was their third or fourth or fifth goalie, and he got sent around to a whole bunch of different uh, <laughs> bunch of different teams. And uh, so, yeah, that was his uh, his moniker. Of course, that's the '60s and '70s. Everybody had to have a nickname, right? Yeah. They had, yeah. You, I mean, now they basically just come up with some derivative of your last name right yeah. Belzy or just out of Y to it <laughs> whatever yeah uh, but with uh, back in the day I think they were a little bit more creative about it and uh, yes poor Gary yeah. who uh, who went on to be known as Suitcase Smith one of the great things with Pete Stemkowski I found is he just had story after story after story he was just kind of peeling them out and it's great when you get a chance to talk to broadcasters because they're always really good at telling stories oh yeah for sure yeah I gotta listen to him all day he was he was great I could just only imagine what him and Ron Ellis like that whole line what that was like they were they seemed to be buddies even now today the way they talked about each other and yeah just off camera which yeah. is which is really neat yeah they seem to have a really great time and mm-hmm. I know uh Pete he told us that he does a lot of community speaking and things like that as a member of the New York Rangers alumni and being in the community there and he always brings the Stanley Cup ring but he said the Memorial Cup ring he likes to have that with him as well it really mm-hmm. meant a lot to him and he told us another funny story about uh, Jim Gregory who is now and has been for a long time a vice president executive with the National Hockey League well Jim was a young very young general manager of the Toronto Marlies in 64 and made the big mistake of loaning Pete Stemkowski his wife's car Ooh. <laughs> The funny story about Jim Gregory is I, when I got there, I didn't have a car. You know, I come from Winnipeg, and my transportation was all basically public transportation. And the, I, every time I, I have, I, I've mentioned this to him before, but a funny thing is I says, you know, Jimmy, I don't have a car. I mean, it's, you know, getting around and taking the, the you know, the streetcar in Toronto, taking the subway, it's all good. But some, once in a while, I like to have, you know, a nice car of my own. So <laughs> he, he uh, spoke to his wife, and they, they had a black Volkswagen at the time, and he says, you know, Pete, uh, I'm going to let you take my wife's car, <laughs> and uh, you can drive it, you know, for the season, you take the wife's car, it's a Volkswagen, if it's one of these, you have to shift the gears, you know, they didn't have the automatic transmission, and I always remember to this day, at the end of the season, I, I got a big scrape on, on, the, on the door, on, on, I believe it was, the, yeah, the, the driver's door, and I got a big dent in it, and I was driving around with it, at the end of the season, I had to hand it into him, obviously, and when I came to give him the keys, I says, Jimmy, you know, your Volkswagen's parked right next to Maple Leaf Gardens on the west entrance over there. And I parked the car so the, the dent would be, he wouldn't, when he opened the door, he, I think maybe it would have been on the passenger side, I'm not sure. But I did park the, the so the dented part would be facing the, the building so he wouldn't see it at first. And uh, boom, you know, it took off. And I, I remember a couple of years, a couple of weeks later, he called me, went up and he goes, what? Hey, listen, what'd you do to my car? I thought, Jimmy, you know, I got a little dent on it and blah, blah. He goes, listen, we won the cup. Good luck to you in your, in your career. I wonder if he ever thought that he would never see the dent. I bet he knew <laughs> he's going to see the dent at some point in time. His thing was, can he get to Winnipeg before Jim sees the dent? <laughs> maybe he would have thought that Jim or maybe his wife had hit something and that Pete didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. He maybe thought that, but I don't. I think that was a bit, a bit of a stretch. I got to know Jim Gregory a little bit through my career with the Canadian Hockey League. Wonderful guy, and you know, certainly somebody that uh, we're going to hear more from in this series, and and certainly in the Memorial Cup memories series. And 
So the first six episodes of Memorial Cup Memories are now up on HockeyDocs.com. So how can people see this if they're uh, if they're interested in it? Yeah, so just go to HockeyDocs.com, sign up using your email, and you'll get a link to the page to watch the six episodes. For free. Yes, free. We've got a free preview of Memorial Cup Memories throughout May. And uh, at some point in the near future, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the uh, the subscription model for Hockey Docs, but for the time being, you'll be able to watch that for free and hope you tune in and hope you love the series as much as we love making it. Until next time.